Welcome to the first ever preview of 2024. We're previewing Bahrain. We're Thomas. And Jeremiah. I am incredibly excited about this year in this race. One of my favorite turn ones for sure. So this year we're mixing up our previews a little bit before we actually get into things. Just comment and let us know if you like this new format. It'll be a little bit shorter than you might be used to, but let us know. Let's start with some of the track layout. You mentioned you like turn one. Why? I love turn one. Starts off with a hairpin, and then it has the little squiggly bit. And I love the, t the hairpin to start it off because, one, it's always hectic. you got guys going around the outside if you're starting on the left side of the grid. And if you're starting on the inside of the grid, then you have to slam on the brakes and try and get the car rotated as fast as possible. And you end up pushing the guys who are on the outside of the grid off, and they have to slam on the brake and kind of pile in behind you. So it's very hectic, very chaotic. There's always something. There's always and a possibility. Of every single year, you mentioned those guys on the inside. Watch the turn one this year. I guarantee it. Someone will lock up on the inside, and you'll see the white or black smoke coming off their tires. Oh, every time. And then what usually happens there is they'll they'll either do that too early, or they'll get on the ass too early, and they'll f swing their back end around. Somebody will slide, lock up, and slide at turn one. Guarantee it this year. I love this track because there's three DRS zones. But four straights. Yeah, four straights, three <laughs> DRS zones, plenty of speed, but also you've got all the turning, and it's a historic track. It's got multiple different layouts through years and years of evolution in F1. You got turn turn 15 going the main straight as you start off the grid. You're going down that long straight, getting across the start-finish line. As you cross turn one, you go into turn two, turn three, bam, you're hitting another straight, heading towards, heading towards turn four. As you get to turn 10, you're rounding turn 10, bam, another straight, not as long this time, heading into turn 11. And then as you're going through those squiggly bits, it's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like a Maggots and Beckett's at Silverstone, yeah. if you want to give it like that. You go into turn 13, you got another straight that takes you down to turn 14. I love, love this track. Looking back in the context of last year's race, you had a couple of good battles, and we'll highlight these, but it was kind of the Fernando Alonso show last year. Um, because in 2023, obviously, Aston was a bottom-tier team, like 7th or 8th historically. And then suddenly in 2023, they came out of the gates flying. Second fastest car. And you had Alonzo get nudged off the track by his own teammate, Lance Stroll, which they didn't <laughs> tell him that it was Lance Stroll that hit him. Uh, and then you had Alonzo fall behind the Mercedes cars. And you're at the time still thinking that Mercedes is a dominant powerhouse team, right? But here comes Alonzo and this Aston Martin fights back against George Russell. They go wheel to wheel between turns three and I want to say 10 and Alonzo finally gets the pass. Later in the race, you have Alonzo and Hamilton battling for a higher up spot and the DRS zone, which is the shortest straightaway in the, the track, but the DRS zone between turns 10 and 11, they were wheel to wheel uh, the last half of the, the race. And finally, Alonzo gets that pass going around turn 11 and you even hear the commentator say, and Alonzo is going to secure a podium. And you're like, what a moment yeah, for that team. Yeah, the battle with George, the battle with Hamilton, and then the battle of the Spaniards. He gets around <laughs> Carlos Sainz there at the end. You might be wondering what happened to Charles Leclerc. Well, car problems yeah. caused him to DNF in that race. Not the only DNF, as a matter of fact. Nope. As we see Oscar Piastri DNF early on as he has a problem with his car. Esteban Ocon, who just had a terrible, terrible day. 
Yeah, so so we'll hit let's hit both of these. So Oscar Piastri, we think here's this new rookie. He's elite. He's a championship level driver. He's won everything he's ever been, and he's out within the first ten minutes of the race. <laughs> and we're like, what, what a debut! And then his teammate Lando Norris is in the pits forty five times. Five times, uh, but yes. still, it's basically forty five times at that point. Uh, and then Esteban Ocon, we actually forgot about this. We were watching the race highlights, and we're like, what happened to Esteban Ocon? <laughs> This was the race last year where Esteban Ocon got hit with three penalties. He was penalized for improper starting uh, position. Then he got penalized 10 seconds for serving that penalty wrong. And then he got penalized 15 seconds for speeding in the pit lane. And when we say speeding in the pit lane, 0.1 kilometers per hour. Over the speed limit. Ridiculous. Which that's enough to get you a 15 second penalty. <laughs> um, so last year's battle shook out with uh, Max taking the win, followed by Checo getting the number two spot, which kind of set up the stage for the whole rest of the year. And then Fernando Alonso coming in third, which set up the stage for the first half of last year. Before you jump off on this, yeah. I want to preface something. Max had 11 seconds on Sergio. <laughs> Yeah. In second. Sergio had 24 seconds on Fernando Alonso in third. Or no, 26 seconds, yeah. meaning that Max had 37 seconds on the next car that wasn't a Red Bull. And we thought, at the time, this is what we're thinking. At the time, we're thinking, okay, a lot of this is just chaos because it's Bahrain. A lot of teams have changed their cars. Aston Martin's got a new thing that's throwing off people. This will even itself out as the year goes on. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. In fact, we see a lot of this throughout the entirety of the season. All of 23, Max just ran away with it. Uh, Checo obviously had a halfway decent year. He had a really good first uh, third of the year and a really good last third of the year. Middle third, not so much. Um, Alonzo fell off middle of the way when teams started rolling out upgrades. Aston just couldn't keep up with those upgrade packages. But overall, Bahrain sets the stage for the year, but there is some chaos that we're expecting in 2024, whether it be a team that has five pit stops, whether it be a team that gets a bunch of penalties, whether it be mechanical issues like like Charles Leclerc, like you mentioned, that Ferrari, he was running in the top five and then suddenly he's retired. We'll get into it, but we're going to see something like that this year. It's an interesting race kind of to wrap up here going on the 2023 Bahrain Grand Prix. Lance Stroll even had a day as him and George Russell had a heck of a battle. After hitting his teammate. Yeah, well, I just love that because Fernando comes on the radio and he's like, I've been hit. (laughs) And they're like, we're looking into it. They know exactly what happened and they're not going to tell him. They never tell him, in fact, throughout the entirety of the race. it's It's like George Russell asking, are you even watching me? That's all they're doing is watching you. They know what happened. Also, another thing, I caught this while we were watching the replay of it, and this happened a lot throughout the season. Russell comes on and he goes, is is Lewis Hamilton managing or is he struggling? Ah. Yeah. And we caught that a lot in yep. 2023 as George was hyper aggressive throughout that entire season. Improperly aggressive um, is how I'll describe it. <laughs> okay. We're going to give predictions. Uh, we're each... Um, again, comment if you like this format, but we're going to give our, our top three, and then we're going to give some wild card predictions. I'll kick us off. Give me my top three as Max Verstappen winning. Of course. Big shocker. Sorry, I can't be controversial on that one. Number two, give me Charles Leclerc. Um, Ooh. You know, that a return to form for him, maybe a 2022 repeat for Charles. And then number three, this is where it gets kind of iffy, but I'm going to go with Charles' future teammate, Lewis Hamilton. Jeez. And, and here's why. I'll explain real quick. Obviously, Max is going to run away with it. But I think Ferrari's in a very good spot to start the year based on their testing results. And I think Lewis's just tenure and experience in the sport, he will battle off any chaos that happens around him and just find a way to put that car on the podium. And he's not competing against a dominant Fernando Alonso this year. Okay. 
I'm going to go a little more realistic. Oh, how is that not realistic? <laughs> Give me Max Verstappen to win it. Okay. Give me previous Bahrain Grand Prix winner, Checo Perez, in the other car. That's the fastest car on the grid in second place. Okay. And then in third, give me Charles Leclerc because, like we talked about, that Ferrari is showing intense speed, and I think that he's definitely going to round out that podium. Once again, give me Max, Checo, and Charles. Yeah, give me Max, uh, Charles, and Lewis. And Checo's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bagging on Checo. I just think we're seeing some step-ups from drivers in other cars. And again, looking at the testing, Red Bull didn't go all out. Ferrari has the fastest car right now. Even though Red Bull didn't go all out, I know. I do have one more tidbit. Okay. I know we've already moved on past the, the track, but I have one more little tidbit yeah. I want to throw out there. I want to talk about the fastest lap real quick. Kind of a, a little assertion of Max's true dominance here. <laughs> this is insane. The fastest lap of the 2023 Grand Prix was Zhou Guan Yu, and I'm going to look up his exact time here. The fastest in-race <clears throat> lap. So on the penultimate lap of the Grand Prix, he pits, throws on the softs. He's got no fuel in the tank. in Zhou Guan Alfa Romeo. <clears throat> he puts up a time of 133.996, which is basically 134. Okay, 134. No fuel on sauce. Okay. Basically a quali- uh, quali sim. Now let's talk about actual qualifying as Max Verstappen got pole with soft tires, no fuel in the tank, 129.708, meaning <laughs> that almost to the same spec as Zhou Guan Yu had on the final lap of the race, Max put up five seconds on that Alfa Romeo. Over the course of a minute and a half, that is a substantial increase in speed. <laughs> I wanted to share that because I just thought that stat was ridiculous. Those guys are so on edge in qualifying. It it's it still scary. blows my mind. It's scary how much faster. And, and you see it even more pronounced, I think, in like Baku, where there's like that that long straightaway. They go so much faster down that. That's where you get like Valtteri Botas getting 133 mile or 233 miles an hour at the Mexico GP. It's insane. Okay. Let's throw out some wild card picks going off the theming of our 2024 predictions, which if you haven't checked out our 24 predictions, we would have posted it right before this one. I'll link it up here in the top, right? Check it out and let us know what you think there. Give me the Alpines to finish out of the top 14. Oof. Both Alpines out of the top 14. Oof. That hurts. Yeah. What do you got? Okay. Give me Fernando Alonso to finish in the top seven. That's not that bold of a pick. I guess they don't have to be bold picks, though. Give me me Fernando Alonso in the top six. Ooh. Okay. Give me George Russell to finish eight or below. Give me Esteban Ocon to retire. Two years in a row. <laughs> okay. This this kind of derails my um it doesn't derail, but it might derail my Charles at number two pick. Give me a Ferrari to have a mechanical issue. I think just too often we've seen Ferrari struggle early season with mechanical issues. And with how fast their car is this year, are they going to do a repeat of a couple of seasons ago where they just push it too hard? All right, with my final pick here. Give me at least one DNF or severe damage in turn one. Yeah. We need some action at turn. We need a Las Vegas turn one. I want to see sparks flying and cars sliding. I want to see Carlos Sainz backwards facing Fernando Alonso. Gosh, dude. (laughs) Because that's exactly what we saw in Vegas. It was Bottas. It was just Fernando and Bottas staring at each other. And then over here on the side is also Carlos backwards. All right, guys, let us know in the comments your top three for this year's Bahrain GP. Guys, if you think Valtteri Bottas finishes in the top five, 
I think I'm on board with you. All right, we'll see you. Bye, guys.